This week on Ultra 64, it's that first-person shooter everyone's been dying for us to play. That's right, Pokemon Snap! Welcome to Ultra 64, we are the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. My name is Steve Gutley. I'm everyone's favorite co-host, Woody Siskowski. And here we have a usurper for everyone's favorite co-host, uh, special guest uh, and Quantum's grandmother, Jessica Cartwright. Welcome, Jessica. Hello, folks. So glad to have you here. <laughs> oh, man, this week, oh, we had so much fun. We're talking about Pokemon Snap. Pokemon um, Snap. We did is... actually have a surprising amount of fun. This we game's didn't, great. We didn't really want to stop game. playing. We're like, okay, I guess we'll go record podcasts. I mean, we, you, was there. you totally can keep playing. Like, this is a game you can oh, beat in a half. sitting. Like, we, we got... A, a long sitting. Like, a 10-hour sitting. Oh, no, 10-hour <laughs> sitting. Well, when we, you're a perfectionist, oh, you have to... Okay. Because it's all about maximizing. Aren't there only, like, six levels in this game? Like, we so, got... You like know, that, when yeah. you're 12, you don't really understand all of that kind of nitpickery. And it's true, she did know how to get the Doug Trios out of the ground. No, we I... Know how to yeah, do. no, she put us both to shame. Uh, but yeah, this this is a pretty great uh, little game, and it, it's the first Pokemon game to come out on the Nintendo 64, so that's a big so does deal. does that mean that it's the first... Well, where is it in the whole Pokemon canon? There's So I think it's post-Gold uh, and Silver. Uh, right? No, when Gold no, and Silver, Gold and Silver I feel like, came out in 2000. Look this up, Steve. Use no, you're right, computer. you're right, you're right. I'm remembering the EGM cover right now. And it would have been a little... Yeah felt a little gypped if those Pokemon weren't in this game. So it would be in red, blue, yellow. Yeah, I think yellow and is out by this. now. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's a pretty significant game. It's, it's the first definitely... 3D Pokemon game. Are you yeah. sure it came out before Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. for sure, Pokemon for sure. Okay. Uh, it wasn't as fun as Snap, though. No, Pokemon Stadium not is fun. not a not great game. It just but... felt like it was trying to be Smash Brothers with just Pokemon. Um, it was kind of like... I'm not sure we played the same game, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, to each his own. Yeah. But well, it, well, it didn't as multi-dimensional to me. No, I agree. This game is cool in the sense that it goes it goes its own way. Like that yeah. uh yeah. is that Fleetwood Mac song? Oh my god. About, yeah, it's Fleetwood Mac, yeah. About going yeah. your own way. Yeah, I think it's called uh, uh, the chain. That's right. Yeah. That's oh, a good geez. one. No. Uh so let's let's learn a little bit about Pokemon Snap. So this was released on June thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. It was developed published by Nintendo and developed by HAL Laboratory. HAL is best known for uh developing the Kirby games and Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. And uh, the only really interesting thing I and learned about that... And for being Malcolm's dad. That's right, of In the Middle fame. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the interesting thing I learned about this is this company took its name because they wanted to be one step ahead of IBM. So each of the letters is just one letter before IBM. That's why they named it. That's like That's, that's the awesome. Sh- that's the shadiest, like... Company oh. naming ever. Well, that was the same thing as a claim. We talked about that. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's the one-upsmanship. Yeah, this is literally just that. Yeah. They're high-fiving oh, in the background of all these games. They're like, yeah, I like, saw yeah, what you did yeah. there. I saw that. But uh, so this game was originally designed for use on the 64DD add-on, which gives us the first opportunity to really talk about that. It adds comfort and support. It does. Right? Yeah. It's it's the over-the-shoulder. Uh, uh, no, never mind. I'm not going to follow up on that joke. <laughs> It's wildly sexist. So, uh, okay, let's talk about the 64DD. Uh, It was a proprietary disk drive that you could clip onto the bottom of uh, your Nintendo 64. Are you sure you don't want to pursue the bra train of thought joke? We can get back to it. I was thinking a ball sack, where you just, because it's a largely (laughs) public 
the male demographic. I mean, I absolutely love this game, and I think games have no gender, but <laughs> if you're going to look at who they were marketing to... What about Man Game, the game with a penis? I feel like Pokemon Snap actually is probably God one of the it, best... I mean, like, it's a good... Girls like it, right, Jessica? Oh, my God. No? Speak, going speak down? for all women. Yeah. Well, here. I'm glad that you brought me onto this podcast so I can speak for yeah. all women, being the only one with ovaries in the room. Thank hey, you don't, for that. don't, don't, don't. We've, we've, <laughs> we've had more female guests on this show than male guests. We actually have, yeah, yeah. Anyway, before we got wildly off track... Uh, so the 64DD, it was a proprietary disk drive. You would clip it to the bottom of your Nintendo 64, and you would offer, like, disk-based backups, expanded memory, and uh, kind of better-looking graphics so you could get more ambitious-looking games. In addition to that, it had its own dedicated font and music library, which saved space on cartridges, uh, and it offered a real-time clock. So games like uh, Majora's Mask, which utilized that, were going to incorporate that. Uh, it had a microphone, and it had integration with the Game Boy Camera. So there were a lot of cool little features on here. Uh, most significantly, this add-on would allow uh, the system to be taken online. So Nintendo, they had a modem-based internet service called RandNet, and uh, it required a special cartridge and the 4-megabyte expansion pack, which was eventually sold on its own, uh, and you could connect to the internet for some limited capacity there. Uh, so it was released in Japan in late 1999 and was a huge flop, huge, huge flop. It sold only about 15,000 copies out of 100,000 produced uh, and then it was finally discontinued completely in 2001. Now, there are a lot of games that were planned for it that were reworked and eventually released, so like Conquer, Hybrid Heaven, uh, Kirby 64, a couple examples, those all eventually came out. Some were pushed back and put onto different consoles, like Seaman, which made it to Dreamcast, yeah. uh, Resident Evil Zero, and Cubivore, both made it to GameCube. And uh, then there were some that were just canceled outright, so the fabled Earthbound 64 mm -hmm. was axed, Mario Artist, which is kind of a... a Mario Paint sequel. Exactly, yeah. That was Axe, and then uh, uh, Fire Emblem 64 was oh. supposed to come out as well. So do some of these games for this system exist in Japan? Like Mario Artist does exist in Japan. Okay. Uh, uh, and I think... So is it a cartridge, or like, is it? Do you have to buy a cartridge and a disc, or you just it plays off the disc? It's it's a cartridge and a disc. So oh you, my yeah, gosh. yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot, and people couldn't really wrap their heads around it. So it was discontinued and never made it over here. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Eventually, I do want to do a canceled games super episode. Mm -hmm. And there are so many games from the sixty-four DD or Double D, whatever we want to call it, that never made it here. Uh, and there's some interesting stuff. But that's so the intro to sixty-four. This, this was so Pokemon Snap was one of the games that were planned was planned. To it was planned it. for it, and then uh, I think they they realized they could handle this on the regular system, yeah. so it came out over here before the 64DD was ever released. Yeah, there's nothing really in this that. game that seems that graphical or gameplay heavy. No, and it's, well, it's a, it's a good-looking game. It sure. was the first time that they rendered Pokemon in 3D, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that component as well. I think that was a big step forward, especially in the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Which well, has a huge following, so I mean... Oh, you yeah. had all of that fan base backing it. There's no reason why it wouldn't be successful. Well, no. that's well, that was the mileage they got out of Pokemon Stadium, which wasn't really much of a game. So much it is just like, look, you can see your Pokemon in 3D and now. That's and that's why I didn't like it so much. I, I was I, like, I can just Google. Well, I couldn't Google it at the time, but like, yeah. it wasn't impressive after the first battle. Right. I, I kind of think of Pokemon Stadium as like early DLC. It's kind of like it's downloadable content, but we didn't have that, so you just had to buy all this extra shit and then load your Game Boy game onto this. 
So, like, it was just kind of an expansion of an already existing game. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this yeah. Pokemon Snap exists as its own thing. And it's it very much tell something, you yeah. everything that you're going to see right away. Like, with Pokemon Stadium, you're going to see, like, you understand what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a stadium. You battle in it. It makes sense. Yeah. But for Pokemon Snap, I mean, you're led along a journey. Yeah. You, you have surprises, and I like that. Yeah, no, the Absolutely. game does a good job of... Um, not giving you everything at once, so at the beginning you're at this this beach level and you can date. Oh, we haven't really talked about the gameplay. We gotta talk so about the you're, gameplay. Uh, you're this you're this little kid, right? Your like name you is are Todd Snap. Yeah, but you really you can name your you can name him whatever you want. We went with the name Florg. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. F L F L O R G. And you are recruited by Professor Oak, who we all know and love from the Game Boy games, mm-hmm. to take photographs of Pokemon around. Kanto, right? No, it's just called Pokemon Island. Yeah, oh, Kanto yeah. is for the Game Boy, right? Yeah, yeah, but I assumed that this would take place in the same place. You, you think so? It? No, it's, it's just like one isolated... It's like a Jurassic uh, Park of Pokemon. Okay, yeah. fair enough. last name is Snap. That makes... Yeah. That tracks a little bit. Uh, yeah, what? Is Snap not, a, not an Asian name? <laughs> I, I don't know where they could have possibly thought of that last the, name. The, for the that Japanese individual. name is Togru, if that helps you. Hmm. <laughs> But that's a useless fact that you now have in your brain forever. It, well, no, I'm sure it's, it's, it's already gone away. I already forgot the name you said. Don't yeah. say it again. I was hoping it would replace something vital, like your you know password for your email account or something. Speaking of tracking, so mm. this whole game is on a track. It is. It's like a, it's rail, rails. Shoot, a rail shooter. Yeah, yeah. I House learned of that the term just recently because I tried to look into the game and it mentioned that it was a first-person rail shooter. And yeah. I didn't know what that meant. And I mean, it's it's being fast and loose with the word shoot, but you know, but I mean, you can like actually chuck projectiles at things, like so. Yeah, you so as you yeah, it's not you start with only being shooter. able to take photographs, mm-hmm. um, and you're graded on your photographs. So you the larger the pic, larger the Pokemon is in your picture, the more points Oak will give you. Um, if he's in the center, he'll double your points. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also grades the you on the Pokemon's pose, which is sort of. Not super clear most well, of the no. time. It's only clear when it's doing something interesting, like right. the embers, for instance. Yeah, or where you where you th- you can throw a ball at an electrode and make it explode, and then when you take a picture of it doing that, you get lots of points on the pose, yeah. which makes yeah. sense. But oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's standing there, and he's like, "Great pose," and you're like, "Uh, I don't, don't know what so. I did." Yeah, yeah. he kind of seems like he's off his rocker anyway, ninety nine percent of the time, because he gives children random items and sends them into the wilderness <laughs> looking for wild animals, and it's like, "Report back to me if you're still alive." By Take, take this magical ball. Go cockfighting for me. That's yeah. the whole premise of Pokemon, <laughs> right? Your mom's like you everything right away. Your mom's like, well, I guess it's time for you to go off on your own with yeah. your train of little monsters. She's just so Come back someday to, to when you're the champion the of the world. Like <laughs> wander into this cave alone. Yeah, <laughs> why not? It's kind of shady as a setup. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you, you cruise through these levels, and as you go along and you gain points and take more photos, you can upgrade your little cart, which is called the Zero One. So you can get, like, a fan to make it go faster. Uh, you can... You uh, can? Yeah. yeah oh, you can. we just didn't get there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you get little you items that you can use. So you get Pokemon food, which looks like an apple, uh, and you can use it to 
get Pokemon to come closer to you, or you can just hit them with it and irritate them. <laughs> that's that's my mileage. I like to knock yeah. out Volpixes and oh, yeah. take lots of pictures. Yeah, of find the cutest Volpixes. animal and injure them the most. <laughs> the, the Pester Ball, which is, it looks like a Pokeball, but it like, it, it shoots like gas. It's like mustard gas that you're throwing yeah, out. Yeah, it's it mustard gas. So this, is, this is very accurate to like the real life safari experience, because you're encouraged <laughs> to distract the animals as much as possible to get the best possible How of... much experience do you have in the real life Safari world. I got kicked out of multiple Six Flags. (laughs) (laughs) You aim for the cute ones. Just knock them out real quick. (laughs) Knock Uh, them off a water slide. (laughs) Way down. (laughs) We're not. We're not crazy. We're not at all deranged. So I learned it from a game. The levels, the levels aren't very long. It's about, uh, I don't know, three three minutes before you're yeah. at the end of the track. Um, but they are they have a lot of secrets going on in them. Um, and as you get more items, you can, you know, sometimes you'll, like, knock a Pokemon into another one. Or you hit a Char- Char- Charmeleon mm-hmm. into the lava and he evolves into a Charizard. So there's a decent amount of secrets and yeah. replay to go back to levels, which is good because there's not very many levels in this game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that, that's that's kind of the fun part. And they also have uh, certain fixtures, like certain parts of the environment will take on the shape of a Pokemon. And if you get that photo, then you get bonus points for finding that little hidden uh, Pokemon. Like, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of rock formations that look like a Kingler. And some levels you can only advance, actually, if you, like, hit a switch with your Pester Ball or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level. Yeah, you have to do it just right. Uh-huh, some kind of interaction. I love the interaction of this particular game because it's really subtle. You don't see things sticking out obviously so much in other games it's very indicated where you're supposed to interact but with this game it's very passive interaction you have to really decide as the player what you're going to do and why yeah because you can only look at you're, you're always moving forward so you can only look at one side at a time and so if you're taking picture of some pokemon on your left you're missing what's on the right and then you're, yeah. by, you're getting yeah. past it it makes you kind of like stress sweat while you're doing it, but you're also excited <laughs> the I whole mean, time. The game does a good job of really being um, fairly pleasant and non-violent while still being decently exciting. And yeah. competitive, really downright it's, competitive. It's surprising. It was a, we had a. It's only a one-player game. But yeah. We had, it's fun to watch. It's a fun game to watch someone else play and to criticize their choices and to tell them where they should look and what they should do. We were cycling through and trying to get the best shot, and Jessica actually won with that. With uh, It was two Bulbasaurs that were eating an apple. One was doing, and one get, did a flip. One was doing a little flip. Dance, so so uh, that was a 4,000-something point yeah. shot, and that was really good. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't true. matter that you knocked my shots out of the running for that. Repeatedly, I mean, whatever. I mean, <sighs> almost Garbage. every single one of your shots, I just decimated. Nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> no, but one, I was going to say one of the things I really like about this game is uh, the Pokemon feel like animals for the first time. Like, before this, they felt like items. They're just things you yeah. collect and pit against each other. Yeah. Now they, mm-hmm. they have personality and they have these uh environments that they're interacting in and they're i mean even if they're just doing the same thing every time you go through the level they have more personality and they just feel like they're communing with nature and it's, it's yeah cool. i think it, i think there's yeah. a really smart game to make yeah. as the first 3d pokemon game for sure because um, mm-hmm. it it really it adds to your experience of the game boy games which are much m- <laughs> they're yeah. much more of a game the game boy ones yeah but it's nice to have that extra content well, I, I feel like a lot of people at the time were disappointed that this wasn't just a 3D version of the Game Boy Pokemon games, mm-hmm. like an RPG. 
Uh, and that never happened. That that it still kind of happened. Well, not for the N sixty four. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. There uh, was a few that came out on GameCube, but yeah, the Pokemon Stadium XD or something like had, Game had of a, Darkness or something. It like had that. a mode like that, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't still wasn't quite like a full three D experience. I don't know if much could touch those Game Boy games though, because I mean they really spent a lot of energy investing in the plot. So it was a very mental game. It wasn't a very tough game to get on the Game Boy when you're pressing buttons. You had a select number of options, mm-hmm. and you could stumble on the correct button, but your brain was always occupied. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I have no idea what you just said, Jessica. Well, I feel like you had a point there, and I totally lost it. On the Game Boy games, it's you have so much to think about because you're going on such a, a long journey that mm-hmm. you have like a couple side things that you're doing, but you also have this trajectory that's so long out into the future. Like It took me months to finish any part, any percentage of any of the Game Boy games. And with this, it just didn't have that same longevity. But Okay. The, and the, the length yeah. is uh, a sticking point for a lot of people. And it, yeah. this is a game, uh, honestly, you could you could put in three, four hours and kind of see yeah, almost everything, everything. Unless you want to put a ton of effort into finding a few Yeah, yeah. as shot. an adult, it was a lot shorter than that. That is my problem with this game. I feel like if I had spent... What, what, what did Nintendo 64 games cost new? 50 bucks? Just like... Uh, no, they were like seventy bucks when they Holy were new. Shit. Yeah, they were way more expensive back then. Um, yeah, if I had spent seventy bucks on this game, which I'm sure many people did, I believe yeah. I traded someone some magic cards for this game or a few bags nice. of candy. Okay. Um, so I that's a good that's trade. yeah no it was a good trade. Yeah. Um, but I did uh, a lot of trading for games. Yeah, I did. Um, I was a wheeler, a wheeler and dealer. That's um, pretty slick. Yeah, yeah, as as a kid, I was I was aware that like oh I don't. Other people don't are more willing to part with their games than I am, so I will take them off their hands, friends. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever sold a game to uh, to a store. That's as... probably wise. Yeah, even <laughs> um, even the good stores will kind of uh, uh, undercut you pretty yeah. bad. Um, well, oh, I was talking about how if I had spent seventy dollars for this game, as I'm sure many people did, because it was a Pokemon game, mm-hmm. um, I might have felt a little shortchanged. Sure. Um, yeah. Not that it's not a good game, but there's just not a ton of game here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish it was at least twice as long. I yeah. feel like that would have been a good length. For and this there's game. a lot. I think there's a lot of Pokemon <clears throat> or, that aren't in it. Yeah. Well, there's there's only I guess there's sixty only a... there's sixty out of a hundred and fifty. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. Only there's only sixty. Yeah. You know, it felt like more when I was playing it, and I was right. ten, not twelve, when I got this. But then you just start thinking about all the ones that you never see at all, and it's like, wow, yeah, no, they really left out a lot of them, but. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. They were pretty good at making it seem jam-packed. They definitely pack the levels with what they have. And they do a good job of not repeating between levels. So you do get uh, Pikachu pops up in every level. Of course. He's got to do something cute every time, like he's Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's surfing in the beach level, or you can get him to uh, make friends with the Diglett. Like, you can make him do cute little things. And I think uh, Magikarp shows up in every level. Uh, just, just about. Anywhere there's water, if you sure. throw... Uh, I mean, that's very accurate to the Game Boy game. Yeah. Yes. Every time you would fish, you'd get out, oh, there's another Magikarp. Totally. Yeah, they nailed the personalities of the Pokemon pretty darn good. So, I, I think uh, I rented this game. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good rental. It's a perfect rental. Yeah. And that, that leads me into uh, one of the weirdest and coolest promotional campaigns for video games ever. I love this so much. So... Uh, Nintendo partnered with Blockbuster back in the day to set up these Pokemon stations at most of their retail stores. So they were basically like these little kiosks with TVs and a Nintendo 64 built in. Uh, And uh, you could bring in your Pokemon Snap cartridge, pop 
pop it in and select your best right. photos and print it out on a sticker sheet for three dollars <laughs> it was great and that's that's like super cool it also had interaction with stadium right couldn't you do something with you could stadium? play stadium on there as well yeah okay mm-hmm. absolutely yeah you can you can print off your uh, your, your team from that mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah oh man so that's super cool and that's that's now before we were talking about like the weird peripherals or whatever that i really want before i said it was the mario party gloves now it's the Pokemon <laughs> Stadium station. But it's a whole station, right? It's, it's a whole just... station. I was looking on eBay for it. There's one online for like $900. What? Which <laughs> I would have to go to Texas to pick up. I think I just had a heart attack. But yeah, I can't. I can't. That was that. honestly less than I thought you were going to say. Right? Yeah. So, I was like, was... I mean, I'm like, this is too much for me. Jessica, but this as is a reasonable. sensible person, had a very sensible response. But Steve <laughs> and I, as stupid nerd people, were like, yeah, $900. Like, I'm like, oh, well, no, they're offering payment plans on this let's go to texas come on oh you know so. that'd be a hell of a fun road trip actually heading down to texas to buy my pokemon station oh man you that'd know be awesome. i would literally travel across the country to see a musical so i really am not one to talk you say that yeah. i am perhaps you you hint that i am perhaps not nerdy but it's just no i said sensible i didn't sensible. say not nerdy i well you know there's I definitely have my Achilles heel when it comes to things that I would go above and beyond to do past the point of reasonability. Oh, yeah. Music is, like, musicals in general is right there, but... But, but strange Nintendo 64 collectibles are not it. No, strangely no. Everyone, enough, Everyone's no. got their kryptonite. I'm just yeah, saying, that thing would look awesome in my basement, like, right next, yeah. to the, right next to the shelf. Like, I think it would look awesome, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Any uh, deep-pocketed listeners out there in Texas want to... <laughs> take these up for me. Uh, so, but in addition to the sticker sheet, there was a uh, contest that Blockbuster was holding, where uh, you submit your best shots, and the person with the highest scoring shot wins a trip to, for four to Australia to go on a real life photo safari. Whoa. And I found uh, I was trying to research to find out who the winner was, and I couldn't find out really the exact name. It was I, me. Oh, congrats! Yeah, no, I was had, a, really had a great You've been time. Holding out yeah. this whole time. Did, you, did you throw apples at a koala? I sure did. Um, <laughs> I was not allowed to come back <laughs> because they were imported apples. I had That's snuck in on the flight. The That's a bootable offense. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a power. Um, no, sorry. Who won the contest, Steve? It wasn't me. Okay, so no, I, I don't know totally who won, but I did find uh, a Kotaku article, and uh, they were talking to this. Uh, it's a professional gamer named uh, uh, Sir Action Slacks. And he was telling a story about how uh, he was playing Pokemon Snap as a kid. He heard about this contest, and he got the highest scoring shot of Mew. You know, so apparently okay. in that last level, yeah. if you throw an apple and a uh, pester ball at the exact same time and hit him, you can get him to come real close and face you, and mm-hmm. you have like a split second to get that shot. But he did it, and he pulled it off, and he got that shot, and he sent it in. And a couple weeks later, he hears back from Nintendo, and they say, "Congratulations." You're one of four people in the world who got this exact same yeah. shot, so we need to do a tiebreaker. Uh, oh my yeah. god! And they had to write an essay. They had to write oh, an essay wow. about why they love Pokemon. <laughs> okay, that's very nice. So this this kid threw everything into it. He was just writing about all his dreams about living on Pokemon Island, all this other <laughs> stuff. It came out with a 15-page oh, essay. Yeah. Gave it to his dad to mail it in, and then just sat and waited. Eventually, they announced the winners of the contest, and. Uh, they're, they're listing the four people who took the best shot, and uh, he's his name next to his name on the sheet said uh, "did not submit essay." Okay, and then he was asking why. It's like what happened. He talked to his dad, and his dad just said, "Oh, you were never going to win that anyway." So, so his he, dad never submitted. His it? dad never submitted, no! and he just threw it away. Oh, <laughs> and, that's so. God. 
it's like, oh, that's a so heartbreaking story. That's a heartbreaking why, story. Why would the dad oh, do that? I feel like I it's don't know. You'll like, have to check in with Sir Action Slacks and with the uh, uh, Kotaku article. I feel it's like you could make a Tennessee Williams style play out of this that's about the, the kid who it's submitted the essay and the, the abusive alcoholic it. dad. He's like, ah, you don't need those poke bands. <laughs> it's like, it's you just gotta, a fad. You gotta focus on your welding, son. That hardly worked. He's a professional Dota 2 player now. Yeah. So, oh, okay. You know, so he's, he's still, out. yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I was going to say that this game came out at the height of Pokemon Mania, but we've never really gotten out of Pokemon Mania. No. It's Not still if a, you got into it. I feel like that deal. just stays with people. It's something that you don't get unattached to. It's, I guess the card, I guess, no, I think you're right, because there was a time when it was firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. where it was, it was the games and the cards. I remember the cards were taken over my high school. I, I think we all have memories cards, yeah. where, like, they banned the cards at high school because oh, yeah. kids yeah. were trading them in class or getting ripped off or things like that. And I feel like Because those... you were ripping them off. I only rip people off for video games. I would not do it for cards. Okay, you've Um, got principles, I see. Exactly. Um, And uh, so it, it... other things, have, I think the games have stayed strong, but I think the other marketing is kind well, of... Well, and then, like, so Pokemon would... Go was just a massive hit oh, for a little true. bit. Oh, that's true. That was and, like, the it, second it's... wind. And there's still movies being made. There's a there's a Detective Pikachu movie coming out. I'm not ready for that. I'm ready for it, and you know why? Because the writer of that movie is the creator of Gravity Falls. What? Yeah. Does Pikachu oh! have, like, a little pipe and a... Like, he has a little pipe and a hat. Uh, what? There was originally this big online petition to get Danny DeVito to do the voice of Pikachu... Uh, they somebody asked him about it. He's like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it eventually, the voice went to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds mm. will be playing Pikachu in an upcoming animated film. Mm. I'm not so sure about well, yeah, that. I'm not, I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan of that choice. I'm all about it. No, I I'm like all about the it. fact that the language is not verbal. That's what I've liked most about Pokemon. That I was think. another big fuss lately. They just released the newest Pokemon animated movie. Uh, a couple. I did hear about that. Oh, they did not the live action one. No, no, no. <laughs> The, the, the wonderful live-action Pokemon movie. I'm just, no, I'm just saying that up it can't be worse than that's the live-action Avatar. Pikachu. It the can't Detective be worse. P- Pikachu is going to be live-action. Wait, really? It, it's a CGI uh, Oh, Pikachu. okay. I thought you meant Ryan. Because what I would want to see is Ryan Reynolds in a big <laughs> Pikachu costume. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want that. I didn't know I want that. Yeah. I didn't know if, how much I wanted to avoid that in my life. But if now anything I do. could turn me into a furry, I think that would be wow. it. That would be That's it. That's it. Wow. Because I, I just watched the movie Pottersville, and that one did not do it. But uh, check out Pottersville. It's crazy. Remind me never to watch it. Don't that. watch it. It's really bad. Thank um you. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so that was the controversy. Mania. We were talking about Poke Mania and how this game came out at the height of it. Yes, and the, so that that was the controversy, the, the newest movie, Pikachu Talks. Like, beyond just saying his name, he says whole sentences. Like, it's, and it's weird. And well, they gotta grow up sometime. Yeah, you know, and eventually they're gonna evolve and learn how to speak. Yeah. And... It's just too close to people. That just becomes like a soap opera. I liked Pokemon because it was accessible, because it, it was like your pets were with you, but they were doing But you used things. them to fight other people's well, pets. It was like if your cat was a lot cooler than your cat actually was. It's like you could do tricks, it could fight, but it you also could send it out to fight to other you. people. Yeah, <laughs> you're not, you could do a lot of fun things with your friendship with this cat, not cat. You could, yeah. you could give it vitamins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now Rare it's candies. like getting closer and closer to people it's like it gets into that fear zone where so many people can relate to pokemon who have social anxiety i feel like the yeah. closer they get to people the more anxious i feel with that movement it's you, just 
I feel like Jessica having you here brings us farther off topic than we ever gone before. I'm fine with it. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, and this was your choice, I'll have. No, it's true. It's true. I I will say this is really making me want like a gritty Battlestar Galactica style Pokemon reboot, where we're exploring like the nature of humanity and like are these Pokemon evolving beyond us? And yeah, I think I want. I feel like that's what my brain enters no matter what I'm doing. I would a reboot that I do want to play concerning Pokemon Snap is the Wii version. Because they came out with a Wii version. Did they? Well, okay, I was going to talk about this. So, all right, so this game uh, was a massive, massive hit. It sold 3.6 million copies. It made That makes it the 11th highest grossing game on the system. Uh, so it was a massive hit. And uh, that makes it all the more baffling that it was never followed up upon. So yeah. uh, mm. there was a virtual console release for the Wii U oh, that came out. Okay. Uh, but... Other than that, there's no sequel, there's no anything. And I feel like that's crazy because most of Nintendo's properties right now are basically... All of their consoles are kind of built around motion and, like, mm-hmm. taking photos and, and interacting through well, environment. It's super easy. Like, this game, for being fun, it's like, this game is not that hard to make. Like, no. I mean... No, you know, it's it's very yeah. simple. There's and, no, yeah. very little interaction that you program between the player and things like that. You don't have to, like, clip out environments that they can't... On that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could put this on the 3DS and it would just fit instantly. You, you can make this... You can do the same levels with the rest of the Pokemon. Yeah. Like, just throw in the other ones. You can make the this like a... The other 700. <laughs> no, the other 151. <laughs> yeah. I am a, a true Originals fan. I mean, I mean, even putting this on mobile and, like, making it an AR game like the, like Pokemon Go, like, you can do yeah. something like this. And it just seems baffling. Like, I feel like they would be printing money if they yeah. decided to do no, this. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, that's there's nothing in the pipeline as far as I know. They've, they've got nothing going on. Really uh, all I know is that the, yeah. <laughs> the, the president of Game Freak, which makes uh, uh, Pokemon, they were he, he's like, yeah, I love this game. I want to see more of it. I don't know why they don't. But Everyone it's kind of out of his hands. So, Dang. Um, right, how yeah. is it out of his hands? He's the president of the company. I don't I don't know because uh, I don't think they were directly involved with this one since oh. it, it was handed over to HAL Laboratories. So it's a licensing thing. Damn. I don't know, but yeah. So that's uh, that's Pokemon Snap. Anybody else have anything else to say about uh, this before we move on to our rankings? Nope, I just loved it. Thanks for letting me play that again. Of course. We're very happy to have yeah. you. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a cool game. Well, let's figure out where this game ranks. So uh, for new listeners, we are building a comprehensive list of the best games on Nintendo 64, and we're doing it in real time. So we add a game to a list every time we play one. Uh, currently, we've, we've started to diverge a little bit, yeah. so we're getting to the exciting parts. I'll list off. I'm gonna I'm gonna refresh our top tens here for people. Okay, so All right. my top ten right now: Banjo Kazooie is number one, followed by Tony Hawk one, two, and three. Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter. Two Rock. Two Rock. <laughs> two Rock. Extreme G, Mario Party, Castlevania Legacy of Darkness, Gauntlet Legends, and Mortal Kombat Trilogy. That's my top ten. Woody, right now you're at Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Is the best so game just to system. be just to be clear, there's 20 games on this list at this point. 22. So top, okay, so 22. the top top 10 is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah about yeah. half that list. Uh, so you're you're Tony Hawk Two, followed by Mortal Kombat Trilogy, Banjo Kazooie, Mortal Kombat Four, Tony Hawk Three, Tony Hawk One, Two Rock, Gauntlet Legends, Extreme G, and that's it. That's your top 10. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go first on this one. Yeah. Someone's thank making you. you go first. So. Uh, I, I don't feel I can, in good conscience, put this above Tony Hawk Two, just because. No, I would I would beat you up. But I can I do feel comfortable putting it in front of Tony Hawk Three. All right. So I'm gonna say this is my new number four game. 
I, I feel like that's reasonable because for all the charm and all the relaxation and everything, it, it's a great game, uh, but it is very short and it is rather limited on replay value. Yep. So. Can't disagree there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I think what's cool about this game, and I, I'm honestly, I'm not, I don't have very, I don't have fond memories of this game. Honestly, I remember this game being bad. Like, if I if I mm. thought back, I'm like, oh, that game's kind of crummy. But playing it now, I'm like, oh, this game is better than I thought. And like, <laughs> um, a reversal. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think this game is a little boring because you don't have much control of where where you're doing and where you're going, and to play the same levels over and over, it just gets. Old. It's also very short, mm-hmm. um, but I think what's cool about this game is it does. So many of these Nintendo sixty four games, you go back and you're like, oh, this other game that's come out later has done this same thing better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you play something like Turok, like that's a pretty good game, but it's hard to not just want to go play a much more modern shooter that is controls better and yeah. makes a lot more sense. That's yeah, what you're into, then. But like this game. It does its own thing. There's not like a bunch of games that are like photo taking simulators, especially <laughs> that take place in the world of Pokemon. And so it keep yeah. this is still a unique thing even now. And if you're into Pokemon, like it's worth to go back and play it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it ahead of Gauntlet Legends uh, okay. behind Tony Hawk. Um, Behind the original Tony Hawk, so that's like sixth or something. So that around is, there, uh, behind Gauntlet Legends. Oh, uh, so in front of Gauntlet Legends. Well, I went back, played Gauntlet Legends a little bit after we had raided it, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. So, so uh, between True Rock and Gauntlet, that's that's yeah. for you. Okay, yep. that's a good place to put it. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one other thing we can mention about it. When I was looking at uh, looking at the Wikipedia article, most of what they were saying about this was how uh, this game is mostly just used as a comparison for other games. So, like, uh, they describe Dead Rising as Pokemon Snap with zombies. And the, the, <laughs> the, funniest, the funniest one to me was uh, they described an adult game called Panty Raider as uh, Panty Raider. Penthouse meets Pokemon Snap, uh, which is hysterical. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one other thing I wanted to get. So forget that ever happened. Uh, before we sign off, we have an email. Wait, uh, we, wait, oh, wait, yeah, wait. Sorry, before we get an email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my eff- my continuing effort to win this podcast to Peabody, oh sure, um, is that is that what podcasts win for accuracy of reporting? They win the casties. Okay, great yeah. uh, to win a castie. I'd like to do a follow up on the Mortal Kombat episode um, <laughs> because I felt like we egregiously mislabeled facts, and I went back and played the Sega Saturn version of Mortal Kombat trilogy. Oh, okay. I believe in the show I said that Sega Saturn is the version to play. I went back and played the Saturn version. It is not the version to play. No. <laughs> it is not good. Um, yeah, there was a lot of us bagging on the N64 version as not being definitive. I can say now, you're fine. Play the N64 version. Okay. It is the, the, the boss characters that you can play, the boss characters and the classic characters you can play in the other versions are all very badly programmed, very <laughs> okay. imbalanced, and they make the game feel unfinished. Oh, damn. So having them left out of the game in many ways makes it better. Okay. It makes it feel more polished, and they should be secret characters, since when they're just there, your annoying friend is going to pick Goro every time yep. and kick your ass. Um, and plus, there's loading times in those games, which is not on the N64. So it just verified the opinion that the N64 is actually a perfectly fine, if not the definitive version of Mortal Kombat to play. This is making me want to like do a, a. Eventually, we'll do episodes where we go back and revisit some of these games that we played because okay. I feel like 
Uh, I also want to go back and play the curling in Nagano again. Yeah, because we actually gone Nagano. curling. We went curling, uh, and and we've actually seen how it's played in real life. Now I want to see how the game stacks and up because we were baffled. I bet it still sucks. Um, I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, since, okay, since we're on this, I have one more. Yeah. In the Tony Hawk episode, I said that Bob Burnquist didn't appear in any of the later epi- the later games. Okay. After two, due to some licensing thing. Um, that was only that was not super accurate. He didn't appear in three because of some ESPN sports game he was in, but he appeared in later ones after three. Okay, so, so he just took a hiatus. Setting the oh, record straight God. for boring stuff no one gives a shit about, <laughs> but I don't want to feel like I'm propagating false That's, things. As a librarian, library employee, <laughs> it's important for me that the facts are straight. I guess it's fair. And I, I don't think I've ever formally apologized for getting the number of Capcom games wrong. Oh, yeah. There was more than one. There was, I think, three. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Okay, okay so uh, we do have an email. Uh, this one is uh, unsigned, so I don't know who to credit this to, but we thought we'd read it oh, out anyway. Anonymous. Hmm. Anonymous emails. Uh, if so, if again, you were the person who wrote this email, sign in and say your name, and we'll say it we'll next s- time. We'll say it. We'll literally yeah. just say, or a pen name. Jeremy, and then, then nobody will know what that means okay. if they're just tuning in. Uh, okay, so a uh, reminder, you can write into to uh, ultra64podcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our website, ultra64podcast.com. Here's our letter. Gentlemen, that's us. That's us. You're not a gentleman. I, no, thank you, though, Woody. Thank you. I'm still an episode back, having just listened to Turok, the dinosaur hunter, whose name Woody pronounced correctly and Steve said strangely. Turok! Turok. Turok. Tur- 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 wait, wait, okay. okay. One, two, three. Turok. 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 Tur and Tor. Tur and Tor. Okay. Uh, This episode comes ranked number two on the list of your best episodes, above Gauntlet Legends and below Space Invaders. I I really like this. I like the imagining of someone having a list of our episodes the same way we have a list of the games. I love it. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, below Space Invaders, which remains at the top because of the trivia questions. Well, apparently, we're never going to top Space Invaders. <laughs> I rented two. Oh, we peaked early. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I rented Turok a few times as a kid and very much enjoyed it, but was dismayed by not being able to save from session to session. I, I think Turok was one of the first games that I remember playing that used a memory card, and I had no idea what a memory card is because, like, I had grown up on Super Nintendo and everything saved to the cartridge. And I'm like, I want to say, I rented it and I didn't own a memory card. And I'm like, I want to save. And they're like, you need a memory card. I'm like, what the fuck? What am I missing? I, I didn't say that because I was not as dirty mouthed as a little kid. You wrote this I, letter, didn't you? This is no. you. This is <laughs> That's why you didn't. You wanted to criticize the way I say two rock. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like no. I would have picked. <laughs> I definitely would have picked a different episode as my top one. So okay. I didn't write that. Um, okay, let me anyway. let me get back to it. All right. Uh, needless to say, I never got far. Uh, here's a list of suggestions for your podcast: ranking games <laughs> as put, put make Woody the host. <laughs> Two, get rid of Woody. <laughs> Wait, what? now you wrote this letter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, ranking games as rentable or buyable. That was always a debate we had growing up. Pokemon games Snap. Were too expensive. Rentable. It's rentable, but I, I don't know. But see, there's a that's a flawed dichotomy it's because I like owning it. Yeah. I, know, I wanted to buy everything. So. It's true. Every when you're Steve and you own all the system, every game is buyable. Yes. Yeah, that might be. A okay. Thing. Go ahead, Jessica. Well, it, the one saving where you can't have two games saved at the same time that lends me to believe that it is rent purpose. Yeah, like it's yeah. short and it's the time for one lonely person named Steve to mm. rent this and to play it and then return it and then buy another game. Okay, we'll get back into that in a second. <laughs> Dude, okay, will Steve so, ever make it through the letter? I don't know uh, because games are expensive and a segment I like to call Jesus Crow Dang It," where you flash back to the moment the game would make you throw the controller in disgust. So, for example, Natalia dying in the control room in GoldenEye, 
missing the Koopa Troopa Beach Cave shortcut in Mario Kart. Sure. Uh, the Between the Wall missile killing uh, in Perfect Dark. Don't remember that. Uh, yeah, it's it's one you could see through walls. And ah. like, yeah, it was pretty nuts. Uh, or trying to fly the GD hang glider in Pilot Wings. Fuck that hang glider. Great game, though. I'm excited to listen to Tony Hawk, which hopefully you did already because yeah. that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, That's your new number one episode on the list. I can yes. Tell you that. Soon to be replaced by Mortal Kombat. I'm yes. Sure. Thank you again, Betsy, for coming on. That was awesome. Uh, best part of this game was the soundtrack, Cheers. And again, this was not signed, so I'm going to say this was sent by Flergman Harp. The same person we were playing in the Pokemon. Snapping. No, but oh. distantly related. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, or it could have been that guy who just anonymous, who was supposed to write that letter and then his dad burned it. What was his name? Sir oh. Action, Action Slacks. Pants? Sure, Action, Action Slacks, Slacks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. Um, well, let's talk about uh, whatever he called the Jesus Crow moment, which I'm not sure where he came up with that term. Oh, yeah. Um, it's an odd term. Let's think back, Steve. What, if so any, big. moments in the games that you've played so far... Hmm. In, for the show, would you refer to that? I, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, the, the first thing I'm thinking of is uh, uh, platforming in Turok. Uh, okay, yep. Which is, uh, I mean, which again, isn't as bad as it could have been, but it was still, still frustrating. Much I, I'm going to say platforming in uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology, Sub-Zero, which that game is a platformer, and the fact that it, it or... That moment right at the beginning where you have to step on the corner of the ledge yeah. to jump down. I think that definitely gets my vote for the worst single That's moment true. That so was far. Horrible. That was where you horrible. have to specifically jump on the ledge of a platform. And if you jump over it and fall, you die. But if you jump on the ledge and then jump down, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Platforming is frustrating, yeah. but what, were there any other kinds of frustrations? I think trying to figure out Nagano at yeah. all. Uh, it was <laughs> very vague. Was yeah. Just the yeah, that's <laughs> true. Why are we playing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one was nuts. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I feel like there's going to be some frustrating moments. I feel like Superman 64 is just all of that. Um, um, so, and then the, the well, thank, thank you for writing, Mysterious Writer, yes, who is not you. me or Steve. Um, or me, just saying. Okay, all right, thank you for setting that straight. Um, and yes. then, I feel like the buy rentable is not quite the the look that we're going to get at this point, because obviously there's no place you're going to go well, to rent Nintendo 64 yeah. games at this point. It's nice to think point. about what you would do, because you're sure. also thinking about what you would do back then. Like, you're yeah. all going to be a lot younger. Like, would you have spent that money? Because you would have had to save that. You can't just drop a hundred now. Like, sure. it's, it's a completely I, different thing. I'm trying to, I don't know, if or maybe, you maybe, now, you couldn't then, right? maybe you're going about this differently, Steve, but when I rate these games, I'm trying to think about now and like my experience of playing them now and oh, I'm what thinking I about still... now yeah, yeah. I mean and there's so... always going to be the tint of nostalgia you know but yeah. uh, you I'm know. all about the nostalgia but there's also a whole lot of games I'm just discovering for the first time so I have to kind of think about it in the now and uh, how well they've aged and while also keeping in mind the limitations of the hardware at the time you know so it, it's a balance but I don't know I feel like we've. I feel like we're figuring it out. I'm, I'm happy with the list so no, far. No, I think the list is a good system because it's it's difficult to like come up with where specific games rank when you're thinking of them all at the same time. Oh, but yeah, when you're just thinking of one, I'm like, yeah, I would rather play. Uh, I would rather play Pokemon Snap than Gauntlet Legends. Like that's yeah. that's an easy choice for me to make. For so sure. yeah. That is, We kind of just hit a wall of talking. That's okay. I think we've been going long anyway, so uh, I think we can uh, safely wrap it up. Thank you so much to Jessica Cartwright for stopping by Woo! and snapping oh, thanks, with guys. us. It was my pleasure. It was very fun. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about Vigilante 8 and Vigilante 8 Second Defense. Do you guys remember car combat games? It used to be a thing. And yeah. we're going to, yeah, these were, these were big ones for a little bit. 
Uh, let's see if they're any good. I've never played them. Have you ever played them? Nope. I no. definitely have fairly vivid memories of their advertising. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember that, um, but... and I remember Twisted Metal, but I've never played these. So uh, we'll see. It'll be a surprise for everybody. All right, everybody. Uh, listen, Check out Ultra64Podcast.com. Rate, review us on iTunes. Do the whole thing. We love you. Goodbye. Send us your best pictures if you have them of Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Send them in. We'll give you, whoever takes the highest scoring picture, will get to come on the show and be a guest. Yes! Okay. I'm fine with this. All right. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.